Hello everyone, Coach Joe here and welcome to the Magellan Network Podcast, where you'll learn the rules and tools for success in the financial services industry to become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. If you like this podcast and want to subscribe, search the Magellan Network Podcast with Coach Joe on SoundCloud or iTunes. With that said, let's get into it. Hi, this is Coach Joe Lucas, and welcome to this very special episode of the Magellan Network Show. You know, uh, several weeks ago, uh, I hosted my M2 Mastermind meeting in Clearwater, Florida. These are hand-picked financial advisors, clients of mine who come together several times a year in a study group to mastermind, strategize, and to really talk about best practices and what's working. And typically, when we have these multi-day retreats, I always present a new training, a new, a new concept uh, to this group. They get it first. So this past meeting, I unveiled getting the yes, how to influence yourself, your clients, and your prospects. And so what I want to do uh, today is share with you a short excerpt of that training, about 20 minutes long. And what I'd like you to do is just kind of watch it or listen to it if you're doing the podcast, take some notes. I hope you find it valuable, and now let's go to the video. Here's what I'm finding. Well, and this has been true, by the way, in my entire 25-year career. Advisors, very few advisors have, have had any kind of formal sales training, and if you have it formal, it's probably gonna be like somebody like Sandler or something like that, where it's very generic, it's not built around our industry, uh, and then if, you've, if you learned anything around people, it's gonna be product-driven. Here's how you talk to somebody about an annuity. Here's how you talk to somebody about life insurance. Here's how you sell this. Here's how you position that. And while you might be good in that one area, it doesn't give you the depth of the relationship that we all need to have. Couple that with the following, that as an industry, we really truly operate, you know, we explain things logic-based. And now with the advent of software, planning software, um, financial DNA, uh, investor behavioral stuff, behavioral finance tools. We have, we've got so many tools today that it doubles and triples down on our logic. Like, like how many of you guys, when you run Riskalyze, right? Whoever does Riskalyze here, you get a number and you talk to your clients around that number, right? And it's, it's a logical process because it's software driven. So as an industry, you know, we're losing this skill set, if we even had it, the art of the conversation with people, right? And if you think about what makes a great advisor today, if, you think, if, I, if, I, had to, if I had to build a robo-advisor, like a human being type person, they're gonna have incredible communication skills. They're gonna have incredible influence skills, right? I'm not gonna make them the smartest person in the room because that will give them a bias but I'm gonna make them a person that can connect with anyone. One of the things that I was taught, you know, so this background of mine came from Cialdini's work, Jay Abraham's work, Tony Robbins' work through NLP, and then through neurosociogenic. Like I've melded all those together in meeting, when I did Meeting Mastery 12 years ago, when I built that program out. And so now it's like, like what's going on today? Well, what's changed in 12 years? Technology. 
you know, the fact that a lot of times now we're not even sitting face to face with our client or prospects. We're either doing it over the phone or we're doing it through Zoom or video piece. So, so now there's a whole nother, another river here we've got we've to get through to connect with people. And if your brain is, tends to be analytically based, you're gonna communicate in your natural style. And that's great if you're dealing with somebody like you. You know, you know there's people that you just connect with and you, and you don't know why you like them so much. There's just that natural love rapport. And, that's easy. and there's, so there's no issue with those. It's when you got the one you wanna help, but you're not like them. They're not gonna come to you. You gotta go to them to be in a position of influence. So, so the skill set, we've forgotten that. And then also, the relationship. The more you are, if I, I just saw a podcast, I think, I think Mike Kex just did a podcast on likability for advisors. Yesterday. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought I saw it drop. It's like, to talk about timing, right? Likability is the foundation of everything. If, you're, if your prospect doesn't like you, it is highly unlikely they're gonna become a client in our space. Now, other professionals who are more transactionally oriented, likability is a nice to have, but it's not a god to have. For example, you may get referred, you may need surgery, and you may get referred to a surgeon, they can be the top in their field, I mean, just number one in the, in the area, and you meet them and you just, they're, they're an ass. You don't like them, but they'll get the job done and you'll hire them to do the surgery even though you wouldn't want to go have dinner with the person, right? Same thing, criminal defense attorneys. I don't need, you know, I need, I need somebody who's gonna, who's gonna solve a problem for me. I do not have to like them. Advisors, totally different set of rules. The person has to like the advisor to engage in the advisor because likability, believe it or not, is high on their board in terms of making decisions. Because if you don't resonate with that prospect, it doesn't matter what you show them or how, how, how impressed you can be with your reporting, they will never say yes to you because they're not connecting to you. So our industry has a different set of rules. That's why you just can't be good at what you do. And that's where a lot of these people in our space, you know, that, that have all this intellectual capital, the MBAs, the JDs, the Masters of Financial Planning, all this, and, and they can barely make ends meet in our business because they're missing, they think it's all about, well, Everybody else is smart, I should get hired because I'm smart, but they don't like you, you're an asshole. Problem. No amount of education is, is gonna overcome that in our business, okay? So, and then the other thing is this, the last piece here. Influence is about congruency, the person who, who's most congruent wins. So here's the deal. This is why the morning ritual is so important. I'll, I'll make the, I'll make a better, I'm gonna make a better business case for the morning ritual today than I did, than I did in business planning. Clients, prospects, team members, whoever it is, when you've got to get them to do something, you have to influence them to do it. That is a battle of congruency. Remember this, when you're sitting with a client and you've got to make a new set of recommendations to them, you're selling them on why they've got to take action and they may sell you on why they don't want to do it. You're sitting with a prospect. You're going to influence that person to say yes to you. They're going to try to influence you on why, well, let me think about it. I know why I'm making changes right now. And who's ever more solid in their conviction is going to win that battle nine out of ten times. Right? I mean, you think about, and, and I, some of you probably had this, which, is, which was great, or you know of somebody. People that first got in the business, they don't know shit, but they're excited. So while they're intellectually deficient, 
emotionally, they're abundant with enthusiasm, excitement, and they don't know what they're excited about, but excitement is contagious. And they can get somebody to say yes to them purely on their own beliefs that they gotta do. They don't know anything about what they're doing, but they're excited. Then they get smart, and then they lose their, then they lose their power. So my point is, bring them both together in this room. Have them both, because you're capable of having both. Being an influencer is a skill set. Nobody, I, look, I told you, I'm an introvert. But yet I influence every one of you, do, you know, to do the right thing for yourselves. But yet I'm an introvert. I stand up in front of this room, I'm teaching today, but yet I'm an introvert. So this is a learned skill. The one thing that, one of my beliefs set, and I've had this for 30 years, I can build rapport with anybody. And you look around the room, how many of you here are similar to the person next to you? A lot of dissimilarity, right? <coughs> I, got, I, can go, I can go highly intellectual engineer, engineer, right? Right? I got somebody that can't use an iPhone. I mean, I got all, you know, <laughs> you know. But why am I able to be effective with all of you? Because I go to where you are. Like, if you were to record my coaching calls, I talk to Meredith very differently than I would talk to Jeff. I would, talk to, I, I would talk to Mike very different as I would talk to Phil, as I would talk to Kate, as I talk to Mike, as I talk to John. I talk to you all differently because I've got to go where you are, otherwise you're not going to hear me. That's true power. And right now, a lot of you take a, get a clients, like you know, yesterday, you know, Jeff and Lauren were talking about, well, we've got to match them up, so like that. Whatever your team was trained so well, it didn't matter who they were in front of. They just knew how to get it done. That's true power. That's when you can, when you can help somebody because you know how to get them. And it all starts with likability. And what is likability? What's the foundation of likability? Rapport. Physical rapport. Match and mirror, right? So they, so they talk soft, you talk soft. They, they have a certain body language to them. They have, look at the different body languages in this room right now. I got two people leaning in, I got one person leaning back, I got one person with their arm folded, I got some people slanted, I got some people turned into me. Everybody's in a little different posture here. That's important. When you're doing Zoom, when you're doing a video conference with a client or prospect, notice how their head is, notice their tilt, notice how they're shouldering. You wanna match that. First step, physical part. You're meeting with somebody physically, even in a networking event. You, everybody has a certain stance. Some people have left stance, right stance, some people foot, foot, foot back. You'll, if you're aware that you'll see how they have, they hold themselves. You want to just check it, be conscious, check it out, say I'm gonna hold, all right, I'm just gonna go there. And when you're there, you're gonna build a communication bridge. That's power. And they don't know why they like you, but they like you because you know why? Mirroring, it's just like them, they see themselves. So that's, that's, match, that's matching and mirroring. If anybody's done any, any neurolinguistics, anything, Matching and mirroring is the most, one of the most powerful tools of influence, but how many of you, when you go into your meetings, stay, okay, step one, match. Then we get into the conversations, right? Don't even think about it. You just kind of roll the way you roll, right? That's the difference here, right? So that's why I'm, that's why I'm building this. So, the, so what you're gonna get today, think of it as like the Cliff Note, Reader, Reader's Digest version, everything. We're not gonna get into meeting one or phone meeting or that. That'll be, I may do that in Hermosa. I'm not sure, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm building this out as we speak, but I want to get this, the over, these are the core principles, right? These are core principles of the program, okay? All right, now, what do we need? Three things. 
They're all, and by the way, it goes like this. This is not, well, this is the first one. Number one, yourself. If you don't know why you're with that person, you have a problem that you cannot overcome. Because if, if you don't know how you can help them, or if you're qualified to help them, or if you deserve to help them, or you deserve the client, you've got all that head trash rolling around, you've already defeated. You better hope they're motivated by themselves to say yes to you, because you're going to try it, you'll screw it up. How do we do that? Well, that looks like all morning ritual. That looks all like Myos to me. Beliefs. Value rules, self-image, internal dialogue, compelling why. Successful user. So if I'm going to sit down with a prospect, what, what, why am I sitting down with them? What is my goal? What is the outcome I seek? Right? How many, and let's just talk prospects for a second. How many, and just don't raise your hand what you think about it. What percentage of the time do you literally, a minute or two before you're going to go either meet or, or get online with this person, you say, you know what? A, I'm going to match a mirror, I'm going to build massive rapport, and then B, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help them. I'm going to commit to that process. And you say that consciously to yourself. Not, I show up and I hope it works. Right? Because now, when you, start, when you start dictating outcomes in advance to yourself and you're buying what you're selling, your congruency level goes up, and that is the battle we face. All right? And all of you have lost clients or I should say, you have lost opportunities for new clients because somebody was better at selling you on why they couldn't do something than you were better at selling them on why they needed to. And you bailed. You know why? Because you weren't solid yourself. Your own mental foundation was weak, and you caved. Right? Because you didn't dig in. That's what happened. In every, in every influence situation, there's a moment where how you treat that moment will determine the outcome. And, I, and sometimes it's early in the process, sometimes it's latter in part of the process, but there'll be something in the client's, in that person's mind to go, do I really want to do this? And you've got to be able to articulate why they need to because it's in their best interest. And the only way you're going to know that is you have enough rapport with them that they'll open up to you. And all of you have had the meetings, as have I, where you get in front of somebody and you just can't get them. Like, they won't talk, they won't answer any questions, they're like, they just, they just they want to be pitched, right? I don't, want, I don't want to talk about it. Just tell me what you charge, what you do. Like, they don't want to talk to you, right? How many times do you get that person as a client? Like, so, so what happened? They were so guarded, you didn't spend enough time breaking them down, building enough rapport with them, matching and mirroring with them to build a communication bridge so they trust you. And that all happens here, right? Here, the foundation. So there you have it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would like a 14-day free trial to the Magellan Network to get better at business development, practice management, personal development, and overall create the ideal vision for yourself and your business. Please visit MagellanNetwork.net. That's MagellanNetwork.net and claim your 14-day free trial. As always, I'm here to help you become a better business owner, entrepreneur, and professional. And with that, I'll catch you next time on the Magellan Network Podcast with me, your host, Coach Joe. Take care.